All right, welcome to the final episode of the podcast. I know you're all so sad to not hear my beautiful voice anymore. Today we will be discussing juvenile sentencing. Let's get legal. All right, today we'll be continuing our discussion on the section of the landmark cases, child cases. We'll be discussing the cases under the subsection juvenile sentencing. All right, our first case today is Graham v. Florida. Terrence Graham was convicted of armed robbery when he was 16 when he and three other juveniles attempted to burglarize a restaurant and, while confronting the owner, hit him in the head with a metal pole, killing him. He was charged as, as an adult under Florida law, which carried a maximum sentence of life. Graham was convicted and sentenced to one year imprisonment and three years probation. While out on probation, Graham continued to engage in criminal offenses, including an armed home invasion, armed robbery, and fleeing from police. A judge ruled that he was in violation of his probation due to these new offenses and sentenced him to life in prison, even though a pre-sentence report recommended four years. Because Florida had abolished parole, Graham essentially faced life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Graham challenged challenged this sentence, citing an Eighth Amendment violation, which was denied by the trial judge. The Florida District Court of Appeals affirmed his life sentence, and the Florida Supreme Court then declined to hear his case. It then went to the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court reversed the decisions of the lower courts, stating that sentencing an individual to life imprisonment without parole for a non-homicidal crime committed before the defendant reached the age of 18 violates the Eighth Amendment. The case was remanded, and Graham was resentenced by the original trial judge to a 25-year sentence. Here's a summary of the key points of the ruling. The Supreme Court concluded that life imprisonment without parole for non-homicide offenses constitutes cruel and unusual punishment for all juvenile offenders. The court recognized the unique characteristics of juveniles, such as their greater susceptibility to rehabilitation and their potential for positive change. The court emphasized the Eighth Amendment's requirement of proportionality between punishment and crime, arguing that life imprisonment without parole for non-homicide offenses fails this test due to the juvenile's expected future growth and potential for redemption. Now how to remember the ruling. Graham reminds me of graham crackers, which are delicious, uh, that my wife has to remind me are meant for our kids and not me. This reminds me that it has to do with juveniles. Um, Florida reminds me of an important thing to remember about Florida in that it has outlawed parole. This reminds me that this case has to do with parole and that Graham was a juvenile sentenced to life imprisonment essentially without the possibility of parole, which was ruled unconstitutional per the U.S. Supreme Court. All right, our final case is Miller v. Alabama. This case has to do with two 14-year-old minors who both were involved in and convicted of murder. Cuntrell Jackson was involved in a robbery of a video store in Arkansas, and one of his accomplices murdered the store clerk. 
Evan Miller was involved in the murder of Cole Cannon following a drug deal where Cole was beaten and his trailer was set on fire in Alabama. They were both charged as adults and convicted of murder in their respective states. They were both given the minimum required in their states for murder cases, which was life in prison without the possibility of parole. They both appealed to their state Supreme Courts, but were both affirmed in their ruling. The cases were consolidated and appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court to challenge the constitutionality of a minimum sentence of life imprisonment without parole for minors. The U.S. Supreme Court reversed the decisions of the lower courts. The court held that the Eighth Amendment's prohibition against cruel and unusual punishment forbids the mandatory sentencing of life in prison without the possibility of parole for juvenile homicide offenders. They stated that while a mandatory life sentence for adults does not violate the Eighth Amendment, such a sentence would be an unconstitutionally disproportionate punishment for children, considering their, quote, immaturity, impetuosity, and failure to appreciate risks and consequences, unquote, as discussed in Graham v. Florida. While not banning life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for minor homicide offenders, it stated that special consideration must be made and mandatory life sentences for minors violated the Eighth Amendment. Here's a summary of the key points of the ruling. The Supreme Court recognized that juveniles are fundamentally different from adults in terms of their brain development, impulsivity, and capacity for change. This difference necessitates different considerations when imposing punishment. The court ruled that juvenile homicide offenders must be given individualized sentencing hearings where judges consider their youth, family background, and unique circumstances before imposing punishment. Life without parole should only be an exceptional outcome, not a mandatory one. Now how to remember the ruling. I remember because Miller was a minor, mandatory life, was a miscarriage of justice and should instead be punished by having to watch Alabama football or some lesser punishment. All right, that's it for new cases today. Let's quickly review the mnemonics. Our first case was Graham v. Florida. And Graham reminds me of Graham crackers, which are delicious, but my wife has to remind me that are they're for our kids and not for me. Uh, this reminds me that it has to do with juveniles. And then Florida reminds me of an important aspect that we should all remember about Florida and that it has outlawed parole. This reminds me that this case had to do with parole and that Graham was a juvenile sentenced to life imprisonment essentially without the possibility of parole, which was ruled unconstitutional per the U.S. Supreme Court for uh, non-homicide offenses. And then our last case was Miller v. Alabama. And I remember that because Miller was a minor, Mandatory life was a miscarriage of justice, so a lot of M's there, and should instead be punished by having to watch Alabama football or some lesser punishment. Go dogs! All right, that's a wrap on episode 26, our final episode on juvenile sentencing. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a review and be sure to subscribe to be notified the next time an episode is Wait, never mind. Uh, Well, still subscribe anyway for fun. I hope you all learned a lot and my explanations of the cases and mnemonics were helpful. Good luck with your future endeavors and thank you for joining me on this journey. Cheers. Cue sad violin. (laughs) 